0: to Wake Up and Read the Labels, your guide to eating simple and feeling good. If you want to eat clean and feel your best, guess what? You're in the right place. Each week, we talk about ingredients that may be holding you back from feeling your best. We also talk to some brands that are going against the grain and actually using real ingredients we can recognize. Plus, we're sharing stories with people who are just like you, who actually woke up and read the labels. Welcome to Wake Up and Read the Labels podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the remedies if you, your kids, or someone in your family doesn't feel good. Often we're turning to over-the-counter medications such as Tylenol, pain and fever. And when we're dealing with our kids, we're especially looking for things that will actually take without spitting it back up, right? So bubblegum flavored, strawberry, grape, cherry, or if you or your kids have allergies. However, we're diving into exactly. What these ingredients are, because if you haven't read the labels of your medications, um, you're going to be shocked when you finally do flip it over and start to read those inactive ingredients because they are a lot of ingredients we can't recognize. So today I am bringing on David Johnson, who's the CEO and co-founder of an amazing brand called Genexa, they're the first clean medication. Genexa makes medicine with the same effective active ingredients people need that can help you feel good, but without those weird ingredients we can't pronounce. All right, David, welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you today because you're the first clean medicine out there. So with that being said, why don't you give me some backstory on you? Like, How did you come to the conclusion we need this and start to make this?
1: First of all, Jen, it's great to be here with you. And I like to say that I kind of fell into it, being born into kind of a nuts and seeds type of family and uh, kind of growing up on Hansen's spritzers and not necessarily the Coke and and Sprite products. And as I went along my journey, I, I, I went into culinary and studied food chemistry. And then when our little one was born, who's now seven, I couldn't understand the unpronounceable ingredients On the back of basically children's cold and flu medicine and when i dug into it and i reached out to my partner he was curious on the same thing and it kind of led us down this path of why is there such a shift in in food and and beverage and makeup and you know just cosmetics supplements etc but nothing's being done in this this big space of drug and kind of set us down a path of if something can be done let's go get it done
0: Yeah. So that's interesting. So I'm happy to read that. It sounds like you grew up kind of granola, which is cool. Or here on the West Coast, everybody tells me that's rad. That's rad. Yeah.
1: Something like that.
0: Yes. But with that being said, like exactly define what is clean medicine?
1: So clean medicine is medicine made with basically everything that you need and you know and trust from an efficacy standpoint. So I like to say, from you know, a children's acetaminophen perspective, we use the same efficacy of children's Tylenol, but yet we remove all of the non- and unnecessary synthetic or artificial fillers. So we really focus on building the delivery system. What most people don't understand about, about medicine in general is the majority of all medicines are comprised of about 85 to 95% inactive ingredients, which is the ingredient that really kind of delivers the product and keeps the product shelf stable. And then everything else is the efficacy of the product. The reason that we're taking the product. And when you look at all that overload of these synthetic and these artificial fillers and dyes and parabens, you really, when you dive into it, you realize that that stuff can be removed and you can replace it with better for you delivery, like, you know, organic blueberries for flavoring versus, you know, a blue dye and you know, taking out sorbitols and using potentially agave or honey, different aspects to allow you to deliver the same efficacy, but not overload on kind of that artificial excess ingredient.
0: So interesting. You would think at a time your body's need medication is when generally your immune system's down all your systems aren't working, you need things to help build it up and fight whatever it is your body's fighting. And here we are, most of the -the over-the-counter medications are actually working against us, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I like to look at it that way too, Jen. And I think, you know, being a young dad at the time, I, I couldn't really understand, first of all, the ingredients, right? Didn't know what propylene glycol was. I couldn't really understand these ingredients and started to look them up online. And and really understand that these ingredients while proven to be safe by the FDA and and okay to be you know manufactured in pharmaceutical products they just aren't necessary right and they're not they're not digestible there's been MIT studies that have been done on these type of things uh, especially inactive ingredients and drugs and the amount of allergens that are in these ingredients so Genex really focuses on making sure that there is no allergen in our products when we deliver it and when we make it. So really just kind of going to that extra step of being able to deliver not only an effective product, but you know a cleaner, safe product.
0: For sure. So why exactly, I know you had mentioned these companies are putting these inactive ingredients for shelf stability, but like why else are they using these ingredients? And do you think, I talk about this all the time regarding food, like people come to me and ask me, my audience, are the companies doing this because they're evil? And I'm like, no, not really. It's not deliberate. It's not super intentional, but it is like capitalism. And they're trying to get the cost of their ingredients down. They're trying to make it taste better. They're trying to make it more shelf stable. But like, why does that also go into the medication?
1: Yeah. So Jen, I've listened to a couple of your podcasts. Okay. I think what you probably see this and you, you kind of already answered the question there, but yeah. are they evil? No, they're not evil. It's margin, it's costs, it's the way of the old way of doing it, right? Mm-hmm. They always feel like they can buy that guy that's you know disrupting the category and, mm-hmm. and let them disrupt it as much as possible and bring kind of the new wave of consumer into to our field so that we can capitalize on that newer consumer that is more aware and is reading labels. And I think it's kind of time. They don't want to spend the money necessarily to work on it. Hmm. And um, they're focused on bigger drugs, right? They're focused on, you know, there's the consumer pharmaceutical industry, which is like what we see at shelf. And then there's the whole whole aspect of of RX and and vaccines and everything that goes on behind the counter, cancer-saving drugs, life-saving drugs that... That is a real focus of of development. So, they're just not necessarily focused on this space, and, and this space still sells for them, right? And there's there's good margins based on where where their products are. So, I, I just I think it's kind of the old way of doing things. You need a David in a sea of Goliaths.
0: Let's break down X's medications. First of all, do you all provide medication for infants, kids, and adults, or is this just one category? What is it?
1: We provide products across the whole pretty cradle to grave, right? So all aspects of life and really focus on infants and pediatrics and then moving into the adult category. But our goal is to really provide a product across not only pain, allergy, and pretty much digestive, but products that provide for for consumers to be able to choose clean.
0: Okay. So let's break down. I see you all have pain medication, sort of most people would buy Tylenol pain and fever, something like that. You also have cold and flu. So I know probably a lot of us look at mucinex. I'm just thinking of ones off the top of my head. Digestion, not really sure about that because I haven't bought any of that. But sleep and stress, there's tons of sleep medication out there in allergy. Yeah. So how about we dive into the pain medication? What makes your product different than I guess Tylenol pain and fever or something someone would buy? What are people doing? usually consuming when they're taking pain medication? And then what does yours have?
1: That's a good one. Our products have five ingredients. It's usually water, organic agave, organic blueberry, and then a citrus ex- extract that, that, okay. that helps with our preservative. And if you compare that product to one of the ones you mentioned, their products would have you know, titanium dioxide, red dye five, there you go. You know, red dye 40. It would have sorbitol, it would have propylene glycol, so on and so on.
0: Do you know, I'm curious, I can kind of break this down if you don't, but like, what is titanium dioxide? Why is that in medication? Or why is that an inactive ingredient?
1: So it's a white powder and it doesn't exist in liquid products. And it's more for the compounding of the product. What's really interesting about titanium dioxide is it's, it's not allowed in the EU. So, you know, A recent study did show that titanium dioxide may be harmful in humans, but it's still an approved ingredient by the FDA.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I like to tell people like, hey, if there's studies out there that show like this could cause harm or this may be dangerous, like why don't you just err on the side of caution and not consume that,
1: right? That's our real play, Jen. We just don't think it belongs, right? I think at the end of the day, we're trying to really drive an effect and a change in this industry. And it's really focused on providing that cleaner option Mm -hmm. and really helping the consumer understand that, you know, when you compare these labels, you're still, you're still delivering on efficacy. You're still delivering for the purpose of pain or fever, you know, cough, cold, but it's not necessary to deliver when the body's down the excess ingredients.
0: For sure. Here's another one. So a lot of people take allergy medication and I know specifically I fell into this trap like for a while before I was eating clean, my vitamin D level was very low. And so I recommend everyone to also check out the book called The Optimal Dose. It talks about how we're in an epidemic that everybody's vitamin D level is low, your immune system gets down, you may feel like you have allergies, acid reflux, like all these different crazy symptoms that are associated with that. But I see that you do have allergy medicine. And I know tons of kids out there on allergy medication. And It's mind-boggling to read most allergy medications on the market contain artificial dyes. They also contain sodium benzoate, sodium chloride, sodium citrate, and sucrose, which is an artificial sweetener. And it's like, hold on. This is supposed to be allergy medication. And now they're throwing in all these little sneaky ingredients that no one can recognize that probably are causing some type of allergy in and of itself, correct?
1: Yeah, I think... I think you're right on, Jen, to why we're doing what we're doing, and I think you know it's it's gluten, it's lactose. A lot of those ingredients are made, you know, from that. You're right. I mentioned the digestive one earlier, but I don't know if you if you take tums, but you know, that's it.
0: Tums, tums and,
1: and talc and just the whole episode there, and a lot of the number one consumer of tums after people that really have acid reflux are, are actual. You know, are pregnant women that are that are pregnant, and that's that's something that I want to make sure is as clean as possible. Yeah. When someone's taking that product, so it's a hundred percent. You know, it's like you got to look at the things that we're ingesting to treat symptoms, and why you know we have such kind of a use of of OTC medicine in the United States.
0: For sure, and so you're making a great point here. Is like. I see a place for medication. I want people to know that about me and wake up and read the labels. Like I'm not anti-medicine. I know that we need medication, but I, I also do believe that medication is probably overused and it's not all the way nature was intended. Meaning if somebody does have an allergy, you know, or they are sensitive to the pollen in the air something like that, they this does have its place. And I applaud you and your mission and your company for creating something so holistic and so real that can help someone. However, like the Tums and the anti-acid, generally speaking, most people are taking that in order to combat what they're eating. There's probably more Tums or that exact ingredient, anti-acid, sold today more than ever. I know I have friends who are doctors and they're like, oh my gosh, kids are... Kids are coming in all the time. Their stomachs are always hurting. They're constipated. They have gas pains. They have acid reflux. And it's like, all right. And then the doctor asks the kid, you know, what do you eat? Oh, I eat chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese. And they're like, okay, have you ever eaten any vegetables? Have you ever eaten any fruits? And they're like, no, I don't like all that stuff. And so parents, you have a responsibility to make sure that you are giving your kids, you know, a well-balanced diet so that you don't have to turn to medications. But when you do need to turn to a medication, then like make sure it's clean. So what exactly is in your, let's look at the anti-acid medication. Looks like you guys have six ingredients. Is that right? Yep. Okay. And it looks like most other ones probably have just, I don't know, 10 questionable ones.
1: Yeah. I just, if I can, I I just want to, first of all, compliment you on, on what you just said. no going back to how I started this story, I was raised in a family that, that allowed me to kind of see that, that health and nutrition play out. It's not the majority of America. And where I kind of felt this whole movement was kind of heading was expensive supplements, hiring nutritionists, hiring naturopaths, heading down a a route of, you know, being able to really understand dieting, what you can eat, what you can put in your kids' bodies, And where I love what Genexa is doing is it's meeting in the middle between this age of the only solution is, is a drug, right? To, it can start with, obviously it all starts with, by what you're eating, what you're taking, how you're living Mm -hmm. and where you can meet. And I always believe that drugs should be a last resort for anything, but I think where we're trying to go is educate the consumer on there's an opportunity to choose clean, see clean. And I'm with you on like the fact that Walmart is now one of the bigger sellers of organic product is a win, right? And let's keep that momentum of getting the entire system understanding that that clean's a real thing. And you know, clean is how we kind of reset the whole system. Yeah. It's beautiful
0: it's the baseline. These medications are here to support you when you need them. So let's dive into how should someone build a medicine cabinet with Genexa? Where to find these things? Does it cost more? We have all these questions.
1: So my medicine cabinet is our vitamin D product. I worked on it endlessly to try to make an organic vitamin D, a non-GMO vitamin D. What people don't know is a lot of the calicociferol and vitamin D actually comes from a sheep's hide. And I really wanted to figure out a way to to do it, not taking it necessarily from that. So we were successful in doing that on our infant vitamin D product. So that product is as pure as a vitamin D product as you can get. So I would start with my vitamin D product. I would definitely have infant acetaminophen for baby. And I'm kind of building a medicine cabinet thinking mm. of a little baby moving to to an adult. So then I would buy the the children's acetaminophen and the the children's cough and chest congestion product, which like you mentioned is more like a mucinex. And then I would, I would probably focus on our adult acetaminophen product and our adult cough and chest congestion product. So I'd probably just kind of level that up at each stage, but all the products are great. Like you, I, I don't use antacid products, but it's a $4 billion category in this country, which is, it's quite shocking, but that's a product that you know a lot of our consumers love.
0: Okay. And where can people find Genexa?
1: Right now, I think you can find us in pretty much any CVS, any Walgreens, any Walmart, any Whole Foods, Sprouts, Rite Aid, Genexa.com, Amazon.com, Canada, Walmart. So pretty much anywhere that you shop and coming soon to some other bigger retailers in the area with, you know, Kroger and, and Costco's of the world and others.
0: Awesome. So pretty much anywhere you go, anywhere you shop, you can find it. However, I like to tell people that these brands are out there and they're ethical brands and they have very motivating stories just like yours when you grew up surrounded by this and you noticed, you know, there's this void in the market and it, it needs to be fixed. So you took it upon yourself to do that. So I applaud you for that. I congratulate you for that. But most people just don't realize that like these brands are staring you in the face. You're just not aware of them. You're aware of those big brands that have been around a long time and have so much funding to put it in front of your face and fill up multiple rows and multiple columns and get big sponsors. So it's important to just understand that like, these things are out there. You've been aware of it. So now do the work of swapping things in your medicine cabinet for a cleaner brand such as Genexa. You can also follow them on social media at Genexa. It's spelled G-E-N-E-X-A. It also will be linked beneath our podcast. And you can also go to Genexa.com to start building your medicine cabinet. David, is there anything else that you want to leave with? Or do you want to share a wake up moment in your life that's happened professionally or personally? Sure. What you got?
1: Well, first of all, Jen, thanks for the time. This has been fun. And I appreciate a lot of a lot of what you've shared as well. So thank you for that. I guess just to fellow entrepreneurs, never stop pursuing what you really want There's going to, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of bumps, a lot of hiccups along the way, but if you're driven on your purpose, you'll get there.
0: I needed that for me, especially today. So thank you. I appreciate it, David. I wish you all the best and I hope that everyone listening, our entire audience will Go out, grab some Genexa, tell your family and friends because you care about them. See so you want them consuming real ingredients. So this is one of those building blocks to helping your body digest and recognize what you're putting into it so that ultimately you can feel amazing. David and Genexa, thanks so much and know that we'll talk soon, okay?
1: Okay, thanks Jen.
0: See ya. listening to this episode of Wake Up and Read the Labels. If you like this episode, guess what? We want you to share it. We'd love that. Share it with a friend and leave us a review. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or really wherever you're listening to your podcast. For more information, visit us at wakeupandreadthelabels.com.